All right, five bullet notes before you listen to the episode here. Bullet note number one, it's on Zoom, right, because of CC Ball quarantine, because of the outbreak. So our voices will occasionally get cut off when we're trying to interject. John has some background noise, some typing going on sometimes. So, yeah, sometimes, especially my voice, a few times um, just gets cut off. So that's just something to note. The Rockets, they do have a bunch of picks, as you hear later on in our Rockets discussion. They do a bunch of future picks via the Nets, obviously, but they do also, uh, they gave OKC a bunch of picks in the Westbrook CP3 deal that we failed to mention during that, so I'm mentioning it now. The Nets put up 147 points last night without Durant, something to mention there. King Grace on on the old Xbox last night after some zombies action uh, said, uh, you know, make make sure you get in some Nolan Arenado traded to the Cardinals. Make sure that's noted, so I note that. Thank you, King Grace. Lakers Celtics tonight on ABC. Uh, some Saturday primetime action as in college basketball, the Big 12 SEC's challenge continues. And thank you for listening to the program. All right, here we go. Clean the boards, episode 86 overall. We're on Zoom this week, of course, because of the Los quarantine, the outbreak on the CC ball team. So, oh, yeah, quarantine? Yeah, um, we're here on Zoom. Um, conference championship recaps. Um, we're going to do this, some quick Super Bowl storylines, and then we'll hit NBA stuff. And we're going to include this week the Jason Smith debate because it's overdue and we need to touch on it. And so we'll do the Super Bowl preview and predictions and prop bets next week. All right, championship recaps. Bijan's Buccaneers triumphed in Lambeau Field 31-26. to I'll have Bijan take the floor in a sec. just want to go through the quick plot. This was just off the top of my head because there was a lot of stuff <laughs> happening in this game, a lot of talking points. So hot start for both teams. Then the big play towards the end of the first <laughs> Sean Murphy bunting pick, sort of controversial with the holding, the PI not called. Then the fourth down conversion to Fournette, gutsy call, gutsy play. Then the Scotty Fournette, Miller. Fournette, Nope, don't say that. The Scotty Miller touchdown down the, down the sideline over that cornerback King got roasted the whole game. So it's now 21 to 10 at the half instead of 14 to 10. Then the Aaron Jones fumble that leads to it being 28 to 10 to start the third quarter. Nobody seems to be talking about that play, the Aaron Jones fumble. Huge play. Um, and then the Packers march down with Robert Tunyon. Then Brady throws his three interceptions, but the Packers only score six points off of those three picks. The margins that I got wrong, it was actually the Packers margins. Uh, the third. When I, the, I literally said the opposite last week. Yeah, I, I was just wrong. I thought I thought the Bum. Bucks had, I thought the Bucks had smaller margins. Um, Finally, get down to the third, the third and eight play, down eight um, at the eight-yard line. Rodgers, instead instead of running for it, tries to force it to Devontae Adams as he had done many times. No, no, that, that was a good play. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I have a video on this. Okay, we'll right, get to that. Let me find my video. We'll get to that in a sec, John. Followed by the borderline indefensible decision to kick the field goal. You needed to score a touchdown anyway. You needed that's, to stop it. Anyway. Field goal. Then the buck, the, the Buccaneer kicker turner slides so that there's an extra play before the two minute warning. Doesn't matter because the Bucks pick up nine yards on first down, gets a two minute warning. Bruce Arians accepts the purposeful offsides call, which is weird again. But then the, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers close out the Godwin end around the close out the game, and Rodgers, the MVP, probably does not get the ball back. Bijan. As a Bucks fan, take us through your uh, your series of emotions watching this football game. We see, you know, great first drive. You know, kept getting a, you know, couldn't really get the running game going the whole game. Uh, Road Jones, who I think is a is a really good back, um, really good running. Not he's not really catch the ball, can't run routes. But um, I think as a pure runner, Ronald Jones is a 
really, really talented, solid running back who's been, who's our best guy all year by far. You know, Fournette was really inconsistent. He was hurt. Um, so, you know, saw it from the first drive, couldn't run the ball. I don't know why, you know, um, Packers do have a, do have a pretty good defense, but you know, I, I'd expect us, you know, we ran the ball pretty well against the saints and Ronald Jones was hurt that game. And he was supposed supposedly fully healthy. This game ran the ball. Well, and the, the football team who they have a good, they have a really, they have a better front seven. So, you know, I was, I was a little confused by that, but then also, um, first drive, you know, keep getting these third downs, three straight third down and like long completion. I don't know. Yeah. Like at least third and eight, three of them on, uh, on the first drive, great touchdown, you know, then it was just, it was just great to see great pass rush. Um, you know, I don't know. Do you want me to take, I don't want to go through every single drive of the game because it seems like a waste of time. You, but like, I just want to say like my few takeaways are, you know, tremendous pass rush, um, from, from, from four, from four of our guys. And a lot of that has to do with a uh, big Vita Vea being back. Um, and then, you know, um, it was, it was a really hard fought game um, and defense played really well. Tom Brady made, I'd say um, the, the last pick he threw, I think that was just kind of like a punt. It was like third and long, you know, it was way in the, their territory. And then, um, you know, the other one, the other ones, one of them, the first one to Evans was really bad. That was a terrible throw. And the second one, Evans, you know, was a bit high. He should have came down with it. So, you know, mistakes with defense really, really carried them. Isn't the second one when Brady flinched after he threw it? Maybe slightly, but it wasn't. It wasn't a terrible throw. It was just maybe a little bit too tall. It was a little high. No, yeah, yeah. I think Brady like flinched because he like thought, yeah, he thought he, he thought yeah, it was a bad he throw. like realized that it was a yeah, it was a little bit high. Exactly. And also for the recap, I forgot to mention the amazing run by Leonard Fournette. Oh yeah, uh, tremendous run. Um, but that was the, really their only good run that they had. I mean, I kept thinking, you know end of the game it's it's you know we're getting down to it towards the end of the game and i kept thinking to myself like there's like we i don't have confidence we can pick up the first down you know on the ground and you know so i so what i thought was going to happen so is that third and four when the one where they pitched the godwin really good play call because i thought they were going to punt it and then still give green bay like 30 seconds left you know very unlikely you know rogers that hail mary arm you know, it's just not something you want to do. I know they didn't have any timeouts, but so tremendous to close it off that way. Um, and yeah, great, great job, Godwin, getting the first down. But you know, run game wasn't there. Brady, great first half, poor second half. You know, great, great defensive win though. John, um, you wanted to defend Aaron Rodgers, um, the in the moment decision to force it to Devontae Adams instead of running for it. Yeah. So. Um... You know, a lot of people who uh, just say that is because, you know, they just watch the game and realize they're two different viewpoints. And if you go to the field viewpoint and Aaron Rodgers' viewpoint, uh, he had two linebackers that are faster than him, uh, like pretty close. And then he had also two guys trailing, one of the fastest tackle uh, D-tackles in the league. And uh, I also sent that video to the group chat if you want to look at it. But um so, yeah, I, I thought it was the right decision to throw it to arguably the best receiver in the league, def, probably the best receiver in the league this year. Um, and, you know, the amount of times they've connected and Devontae Adams was pretty open on the play. Uh, just they just I thought it was a good play, uh, good read on the defense and uh, the right decision. So I don't want to hear, oh, like 
Namakong Su is not tracking him down and tackling him, okay, from behind. There's like, another guy. It wasn't. He, it, it was. You're, you're talking okay, about. Okay, look at the video, Bijan. I saw it. So he oh, could have at least okay. gotten to the two yard line. Okay, but, but that wasn't the point. Like, no, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, he could have got to the three yard line maybe. But would you rather do that than have when he thought Devontae Adams was wide open? They rather throw it to Adams. He wasn't open though. Was not. Yes, he no, did. No, he, he was at first, and then when he, but he took too long to make the decision. So ro- yes, that's why Rogers thought he was open. That's why he threw okay, it. Okay, but then he took too long. So either you have to be he could have gotten to probably the two yard line on his legs, and and then you you and then you basically you have. I mean, there's no way they don't. Go <laughs> they would have kicked the field goal again. I don't think they would have. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is making excuses. I just you know I just I don't want to make this about something bigger than it is. I feel like you know Aaron Rodgers is highly his just his whole career is highly overrated. They're just like oh like he's like the most talented. He's like the best quarterback ever. Like it's. Really not even close. Like he's not like he's not top five. He's he's probably not. Oh, he's he's probably the most talented quarterback ever. Well, no, yeah. There's a difference between greatest. Yeah, he's not greater. Like oh, he has not had a greatest, better career. But like at both of their peaks, I think they're pretty similar. Like overall wise, I know they're different players, but like Rogers, how good he was at his peak, and he's still very obviously amazing. But I think a lot of people argue that at Rogers' best, he was better than Brady's best. I, but I don't know. I, I, I just don't see how that's true because in order to be the best, you know, if you're the best, you should be, you know, you should be winning or at least, you know, Brady's, I know Brady's played like six, seven more years than him, but, you know, Brady's been to 10 times the Super Bowls with him. Yeah, Brady also had Belichick. No, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw it to a first-round receiver until like this year. No, so see, as the middle child in in terms of senior psychology, shout out Mr. Rivera. There's traits. Oh so God. you guys are both right. You can say Bijan. You can say he wasn't the best because he didn't win. Maybe he doesn't have the clutch gene like Brady has that nobody well, would touch. But I, I just I, skill best. Well, what's I don't understand the point of that argument of saying that it doesn't matter if you don't win. I I've never understood. Oh, like. People are saying, and I think Mahomes is as far more talented than Brady and Rodgers. I think Mahomes is the most talented quarterback well, ever. I, I think it's kind of early on Mahomes' like career, even though he's been no, that amazing no, to say I that. Agree. I agree with Bijan. Mahomes is already the most talented. But I don't. I, I, again, I don't know how much that matters, especially when looking back, looking forward, you can project him. But looking back at Aaron Rodgers, saying is he the most talented quarterback ever? I don't really understand that. You know, he he can um. Some of the stuff he can do, you know, he can move. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he can do better than Tom Brady. You know, he can he can run, he can run for for first down. You know, he can he can scramble out of the pocket. He can throw on the run. You know, he can he has he has a he has a cannon for an arm which Brady doesn't have. You know, he he can fit. He he does these. He can have these interesting arm angled throws. You know, the release is so effortless. The way he can squeeze the ball into tight spots. You know, all amazing. I just don't. When I understand when projecting forward, looking forward to Mahomes, saying, okay, yeah, he might be able to catch Brady because he's got all this talent. But when looking back, who's like the most talented quarterback ever? I don't understand like why people are saying that because, first of all, I just disagree that Rodgers is more talented because, you know, a lot of times, a lot of Brady just the, the consistency to me is talent. And that's, that's huge talent. Decision making, you know, the, the accuracy. Well, Rogers has great decision making too. I, I, I know. I, I meant, you know, well, 
in what context? You know, as a as a leader or as a player, all these all these stuff are. Well, Aaron Rodgers is like like known for being one of the best leaders like ever. Uh, the announcers. Yeah, I, I, would, I would if just, you watch, I would, I would disagree like, with that. Well, okay. Well, like I don't know if you can disagree with it, but well, just because he saw Tom Rinaldi's one minute report on Aaron Rodgers' leadership because he talks. Well, look up, look up Aaron Rodgers' leadership. It's he's been like known for his career to have amazing leadership. Okay, okay. but what it, it hasn't equated to anything, you know. Look at I, I, I'm this. I don't, I'm, I'm just saying he hasn't really had the talent around him his whole career. Like, except like this year, he's had a good. He had a good team. Last like, year, he had a good team. Mm, no. How but, how did he get better? Um. Okay. Well, number one, they uh, they just okay. So they got they upgraded the O line a little bit. They got um, mm-hmm. uh, they got more depth. So, but I you know that O line played terrible. Uh, you know the the receivers progressed. Like just because you lose people, the guys like the guys still regressed on the um, uh, on the re- receiving core. And I don't know. I just think overall they were uh, another year in Matt Lafleur's offense really uh, helped. And uh, I think one of the biggest moves. You know, obviously they they got guys like uh, Kirksey and people like that. But I think like one of the biggest moves um was them drafting Jordan Love to motivate Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, so John, real quick, uh, quick Google search, Aaron Rodgers leadership. The first three things that pop up are guys can always read through the force leadership. Next article is ex teammate says Aaron Rodgers is self-centered, not a, (laughs) not a natural leader. And then we have Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers lacks leadership. (laughs) So it's, I mean, pretty baseless claims from you. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying I, I've heard over his career, he's a good leader. Um, they had a report before the game how oh when he's giving the speech everyone is laser focused in you know yeah I, yeah, I heard that yeah is that okay like is that credit I and not that the not the reports not that like not necessarily the reports Sam saw are all true just that's not all true you know it's just you have to go by what mm-hmm. we can see based on you know I I'm, I don't hate to be this Brady fanboy because I'm a Bucks fan you know because you guys know better than me you you the, the John and Austin, you, you Pats fans, you know, I, I, I'm just kind of, I, I, I'm just kind of speaking from, you know, the greatness in new England and going to Tampa Bay, who had a seven and nine football team last year. And just the accountability Tom brings, um, just the, the leadership, just the, the person ability, just all that stuff, just the, the, the belief that he brings is just not something that Aaron Rodgers has. Um, you know, you yeah, look at the, the belief he's won, how many Super Bowls? He's won six Super Bowls. Yeah. So the belief that, that, that alone is the locker belief. that 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 spreads everyone. Just the, his attitude, his um, just you know his presence. I've heard just has in. Well, when you get the greatest player of all time in a locker room, obviously the belief is going to go up, especially exactly. when you're replacing a thirty interception guy from him. Exactly. So that's why I'm arguing that he has, you know, far superior leadership to Aaron Rodgers, which to me is all based on how he is a better player than Aaron Rodgers. It's not just all yeah. on the field. I, I, I don't disagree that he's not a better leader. I just think Aaron Rodgers is overall a leader also. So, so Bijan is just saying that his definition of better should also include leadership impact, which and, and also just intangibles. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's an overall better player. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I, know, I don't understand the point of like, 
debating like talented because it just doesn't matter. That's not that's not what it's all about. Yeah, in terms of this past game, uh, Brady had some. Not just the the throw there to Scotty Miller was elite, but also he had a couple of incompletions that were elite. When he stepped to the pocket, fired it over the middle of the field in the first quarter, incomplete. But it was a great. Yeah, that was the uh, Tyler Johnson, the rookie from Minnesota, dropped one. Um, Mike Evans. Mike dropped uh, Godwin before the big play. Um, he had a he had a draw. Um, Mike Evans, you know the. Brady's second pick, it was kind of a drop. It hit off his hands. He also had another drop. You know, you just got to catch it. Um, but also, I mean, Brady also, I mean, there's. I love how the announcer said, like, Godwin's in his own head and, like, he's going to, like, be after he dropped it. And then the play after they said that, he caught, like, a 30 yard dot from yeah, Brady. Yeah, but he was in his own head. You know, he, and he got. You yeah, know, he has, I, I think he has been this season, but. Oh, not, yeah. not this season. Like, he, he struggled the entire season catching it. No, he didn't. Not this yeah, season. he he has the most drops of his career. Okay, but he's also last year he was insane, and then the the two years before that, you know, he was he was a third, fourth receiver on the team. So that's not a that's not uh, that's not like significant. But yeah, he definitely was not as good as last year. Um, but you know, the worst throw Brady had was towards the end of the game, an out route to Godwin would have been a first down, just way over through. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a dangerous throw because the way where Brady threw it, um, it wasn't because a lot of times the out routes have chances to get picked off and taken back to the house. This wasn't close to that. It was just way over his head and out of bounds. And it's like if you just thrown that low, like you just gotta get a first down or at least or at worst, like an incompletion if you want to be super safe about it. So I didn't that was a really bad throw. He had a, he had a few bad throws. Um, you know. I don't, yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. Maybe it could be the cold, you know, maybe it just could be honestly just age, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to just be super consistent. He still had, still had a really good game. But. All right. I'll get to row here in a sec. Cause I have a question for row, but Sam, um, the Matt LaFleur decision after the game, he was like, it's the process, you know, the process just didn't work out for us today, whatever. Um, but in the moment there, fourth and eight, Everybody's kind of thinking, you know, go for it. This is your chance. You're down eight. You kind of need this touchdown right here. Are you really going to risk Aaron Rodgers not touching the ball again? And he decides to kick the field goal. The MVP. That was a blasphemous decision. You're not going to let that MVP touch the ball again. Well, Sam, in the moment, did you think that it was, as John said, a blasphemous decision? Um, Let's see. In the moment, I was definitely of that mindset. But I think, like, by looking at what – the Packers had been able had not been able to do in terms of their offense in that second half. I think it's a little bit more palatable to kick that field goal. But but I they think, still needed a touchdown, no, no matter well, how they're. Well, I think doing. the I think Lafleur's Lafleur's problem started when he went for when he went for that two point conversion. Okay, yep, that's fair. Earlier on, um, like to me, it doesn't make sense at all because you those are two points that or I guess one point that you don't really need over just kicking the extra point, especially since like, it's not like it was a, it was a defensive battle at that point. Like both teams were scoring pretty easily. I think there were at least 45 combined points at that point in the game. Um, And so fast forward a quarter and he's in a position where he needs eight points and he has an offense that hasn't been able to do anything. Um, I forget what show, but one of these shows pointed out like LaFleur is under all this fire, but like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, like the Packers defense set step stepped up in such a way that gave Rodgers the ball. 
um, three times and he wasn't able to do anything. And so with all that in mind, like you can, you can understand the decision a little bit more. And I think ultimately, of course, he's right. Like the Packers defense makes a stop. For example, if they don't throw that garbage flag on the pass interference and the Packers get the ball, who knows? It might be a different conversation. Is it really garbage? Because I would argue that the Packers wouldn't have won even if that was a no call. Right. Yeah, I don't think they would have won either. But if they get the ball back, then it's a different conversation. Um, but I think like like the uh, little things. I didn't know like, you could grab another player's jersey twice. Bijan, you didn't watch the game then. The amount of times they let that go. They didn't the entire you game. Can't grab a jersey. Like it's different. Than yeah, they did it, that it was the such entire a blatant game, flop. Though. It was such a blatant flop. And it's sad that this is now three or maybe this is four years running of like playoff games being decided by these pass interference calls. Yeah, that was um, out of the game. Nope. Nope. Well, well it definitely, back, it definitely there's cemented some guy, it. There's some verified guy on Twitter and he went back and he counted the amount of, uh, Holdings and pass interference that he thought think a normal game would have been called, and he counted thirteen in total, and there were zero called that entire game. So exactly, they're uh, letting him go until the end. Yeah, and then they hey, exactly. The I, I completely agree with Sam's point, and I, I think I think it was kind of blatant blasphemous. <laughs> you can't grab a jersey like it's different than just like holding up. They like, were gl- grabbing the jerseys the entire game. No, they weren't. Yeah, yes, they were. Yes, they were. Like, Oh my god! He, okay, there were there were hands. She said even thirteen holdings. Okay, yeah. there's like a different. There's different like there's different like extents of the holding rule or like the pass interference. Like okay, it, okay, so make it it, so why is there holding? So the Bucks hold and then they get an interception and there's no call. But on a fourth plus, down, there's little holding and there's a call. Are you kidding me? Because they made the, it. The ball. The ball is it. not catchable. The ball is not catchable either. I don't know if that's a bad true. Ball by Brady. He's yeah, sc- yeah, like Brady, Brady was high that whole second half. That's the other thing. He totally opened the doors for the Packers. But getting back to um, like the little things and Aaron Rodgers, for example, not getting the the three, like he probably gets seven yards if he runs, but even two or three yards, um, like then you go for it, no question. And so I think LaFleur looked at it. He said, all right, my offense has not been able to do anything. I have to get these eight yards. And then after these eight yards, I got to score on this Bucks defense twice. Once the touchdown and then the two point conversion. And I've already been stuffed here. Wait. So I think I'm going to kick the field goal and take the chances again. Sam, you said it, you said it wasn't like it was a defensive battle. And yet you also said the Packers offense wasn't doing anything. Well, well, Austin, the first half, it was not like they were scoring at will like 45 plus combines combined points. And I don't understand why you kick it there um, or why you don't kick it. Like when they took that two point conversion, Packers had ten first half points. It wasn't like they were lighting it up. They were drive. They were driving it nicely, but they weren't really getting a lot of points. Right, but when they went for their two point conversion, I think if it would have been successful, it would have been their twenty fifth point or yeah. something like that, twenty six point. So like that's it's not like it's a it's a like a three to seventeen game, and they need the two points. You know, like their offense had been able to score. Sure. Um, and so you have a quarter. And the situation that I was thinking when they did that is like, all you need is hold them to a field goal and get another touchdown and you kick it and you tie the game. So I would have kicked it then. Um, but as it turned out, the offense stalled. And so you get down to this point, down the stretch, and ultimately they decide to kick the points. And I don't think you can fault them too much for it. Um, but I guess there will always be that what if. Sure. And yeah, I agree with Bijan with the PI thing um, because – um, as it was explained nicely, 
John, there might have been 13 holding in PIs, but the thing was those were the the uh, the analogy that I saw was that was like going 70 miles an hour in a 65 versus the double tug at the that was kind no, of, I just disagree with that logic. It was like going 90 in a 65. No, Austin, the, there was a there play was on the, the um, on the interception when they were throwing to uh, Valdez Scantling, and the guy jumped that route and picked it off. Oh, yeah, the Murphy Bunting pick. Yeah, Murphy Bunting pick. That was so clearly a penalty. And then at the end of the game in this replay, you see him just like flailing and flopping so obviously. And the flag is like five seconds late. Like it's just a brutal call. Just because you flop doesn't mean that it wasn't not a foul. Or whatever, what I'm trying to say is, you know, you can yeah, but no, I'm just saying was, the amount of fouls during the game, foul. I call that one. Yeah. Plus the ball's over his head. I'll go back to that. Not catch a ball. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. At this point, it's speculation. Yeah, I will give you that. Um, Roe, trying to get to Roe here. Um, three weeks ago, you picked the football team against the Bucks. Two weeks ago, you picked the Saints against the Bucks. And last week, you picked the Packers against the Bucks, all because of your thing in which you want your seafood dinner. Because you want Thomas Brady to lose. Are you going to keep jinxing the teams that play against the Buccaneers? You know, I was really surprised to see the Packers lose. I was really upset with that last call on that floor when you have the MVP and it's playoff football. You just got to go for it, you know? It's that playoff environment. You can't be safe. You got to like take risks. You want to win. Yeah, you so can't be a little... pussy playing it simple. All right. So, you know, like, like as a Packers, like in that in the game as a Packers fan, it was frustrating. But I feel like as a football fan, you'd probably be pretty frustrated with that call, just because it's you know not like the fun, the best call. But I don't see the the Bucks being the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs, you know, Mahomes was pretty stellar against the Bills with a concussion. I don't care what they say, he had a concussion. There's no way he passed protocols that quickly, but he still managed to do exceptional. And at full recovery and on the Super Bowl Sunday, I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs, especially in the Super Bowl environment. Although they're the home team, I don't see it happening. So I'm going to take them to take the Chiefs, obviously. And I'd be a fool not to. Especially in a Super Bowl environment? You mean where Brady has been nine times before? Like, what? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to pick the Bucks, but that, that we're stepping on next week. But yeah, segue into the Chiefs-Bills game. Storyline here was just the Chiefs um, were just a lot, a lot better than the Bills. And that was pretty obvious. Even when the Bills went up 9 nothing and... Tim was unfortunately not able to cash in on 10K or 100K or whatever it was on Stephon Diggs' first touchdown. Um, but even when they went up 9 nothing, the live betting had the Chiefs still as the favorite to win the game, and rightfully so because we had seen the back in the playoffs many times, and they went up 21-9 in the blink of an eye. Wait, what, what, two years ago, what were the Falcons up? Falcons? Or not, the, not the Falcons, the Texans. I mean, last year. Before nothing. <laughs> What was it? Twenty-four nothing. Yeah. Oh, oh, never mind. Yeah, because I thought the Chiefs were favorites when they were down. Maybe it was when they were down like twenty fourteen nothing. But I don't know. All right, never mind. Go on. Yeah. So I mean, obviously the first game was much more um, entertaining and storylines producing because um, the second game it just and like the Bills were basically just have Josh Allen scramble around and try to make something out of nothing. And that's just not a winning formula for them against the Chiefs. So I didn't yeah, run the football. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they just, the Bills were completely one dimensional. Good story. Got a few for Bill Mafia. But, um, but yeah, the Chiefs were just a lot, a lot better. So, anybody else got anything on that game? But 
Um, that's that. Before we get to the NBA here, quick um, Super Bowl storylines. I jotted down. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine. Nine storylines. The first one is a lot. Um, Storyline number one, Tom Brady. Of course, you've heard this a million times. His 10th Super Bowl appearance, his 10th in 19 full seasons. That means he's made the Super Bowl in over half of the seasons he's played in. Looking for a seventh ring. If he wins seven, that'll be more than any single franchise has, which is just dumb to think. It's insane. Just silly. Especially how hard it is. Like People don't realize because of Brady, but like it is like impossible to win a Super Bowl. All these amazing quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks of all time, m- most of them don't even have two, and Brady has six. Yep, to that point, Tom Brady, as a stat, has twice as many playoff wins as the second most all time, which I th- I want to say is Joe Montana. Um, it's Montana, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dan Marino, one of the greatest ever, didn't win one. It's just crazy. Yeah. Well, when you look at it, Brady has well, Brady has more Super Bowls combined than Big Ben, Breeze, Rogers. Like you can throw in like I mean, and Montana had what two? Oh no, he had Montana had four. Four, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So like, but it's the the greatest quarterbacks from this past decade or past two decades, throwing Peyton Manning, Brady, like combined for more Super Bowls than all of them. Yeah, Peyton, yeah, Peyton Manning, Big Ben, Rogers, and Breeze have the same. Amount of Super Bowls is Brady. Yeah. Yep. To that point, um, he has already in one season in the NFC as many NFC titles as. Drew. Yeah. As t- uh, do you mean wins or? Yeah, wi- like Super Bowl yeah, wins in the NFC, right? Yeah. yeah. NFC title wins. Yeah, NFC title. Yeah. Um, and ha- takes a Bucks team that hadn't been in the playoffs in 13 years and takes them to the Super Bowl in his first season with the team. Well, like I don't know, the it's not like the Bucks are bad. Like overall, they're a good team. So I, I think people are giving too much credit on oh Brady got the Bucks there. I think like overall, it was like a group effort, obviously. But uh, yeah, obviously Brady uh, helped them. Well, let me ask you this because I was thinking about this. Do you think you could replace Tom Brady this season with any quarterback in the history of the NFL, and this Bucks team would still be in the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's one of the dumbest yes. questions yes, I've ever yes. heard. <laughs> that's you're like Austin. You say the most retarded things sometimes. No, no, because of the you go to Lambo. Like you think Peyton Manning's gonna win that game? Just like yep, I do. Prime Peyton Manning or like somewhat prime Peyton Manning. I, 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 yeah. Austin, a lot of people could have like I mean, I, like John said. It's very. It's it's a really. It's just. It's a. The team is a super team. I mean, their their one weakness is. Um, their their second the Bucks, next- yeah the Bucks have been lacking for years they just need a quarterback to like get them there to like get them over the hump like like it's not like Brady had like amazing postseason he's been good but like there's been so many quarterbacks I think that could have done it even like a prime Philip Rivers I say would have got it your point mm-hmm. the intangibles about Brady not just his skill level no that's just true but so I that's why I wouldn't take Philip Rivers you need someone to like kind of change the culture in there but. You know, someone like mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, you know, those guys. And those guys, prime prime those guys, you know, they, they'd be able to do it. I, I don't know, like, I mean, they have, they have a, like I said, they have a super talented roster. I mean, they have this young secondary, which is like, it's hard to have like a good young secondary. And I think they're very up and down. That's like the one week on team. They don't have like any like elite veterans back there. But other than that, they're like probably like one of the greatest like trio receivers ever. Um, they got. You They're know, definitely the greatest, I would say. I don't know what what other teams have better. I don't really know. Just, I mean, it's not like it's not like it's not like it's prime Antonio Brown 
Evans is a little past. Evans is still. He's. I don't know. He's. Yeah. He, you think like, Evans is starting to regress? No. I. It's just he. He's like better with like Jameis. Just better mm-hmm. fit. Um. Chris Goodwin's pretty. He's good. I don't know. Why do you say that? Why do you say Goodwin? Uh, because that's what Antonio Brown said. All right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Three point underdog in in uh against Drew Brees on the road. Three point underdog in Lambeau Field against Rodgers. I'm just saying, not a lot. Of, not a lot of quarterbacks. Like no, not I. I mean, I don't uh, know. I, I, I mean, a lot of people have beaten Rodgers in the Frozen Tundra. You know, I think playoff NFC Championship game. I Boston, mean, I, I, I feel like the Bucks are good enough where like the top ten quarterbacks in the league right now could have done it. Yeah, that's what I, I somewhat agree with that. Roger Rogers is like he's in like I don't know. I, Boston, it's not like Rogers is like it's like it's incredibly hard to like beat him in the playoffs. Like he's only got undefeated in the playoffs once. It's not like he can be beaten. He was beaten by, he was beaten by Eli Manning. Wait, who did Matt Ryan beat to get there? He beat, but Matt Ryan was at home. Aaron Rodgers lost to Eli Manning at home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think of all the throws Brady missed in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. He didn't miss that many. No, he missed. He he had a lot of opportunities. He I was think. high like the whole half. Yeah, and he had that like I don't know. To me, the Bucks are just the Bucks are everywhere else. Just so good. Okay, that's fair. Um, continuing storylines. Um, the Bucks, as you have heard and you will continue to hear. First team to play a home Super Bowl, um, and also they're playing a third straight uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback on their playoff run here in Mahomes. Mahomes, storyline number three, can be the first player to ever win the MVP or the Super Bowl in each of his first three starting seasons. Yeah, that's crazy. It'd be the first. So, yeah. I don't like, I, it'd be crazy. Like, Brady's like, Brady all of his rings, he's never won back to back. No. Yeah. Crazy. So, you know, if he wins, like, be insane because, like, back-to-back. And I, I really dislike Mahomes. I don't really like him. Dijon, he has won back-to-back. When, when? What was it? The 03, 04, 04, 05? Or am I mixing up the years by one year? It was 2003 and 2004 Super Bowl. Those two years, Brady went back-to-back. Yeah. Okay. So, so he beat, what, the Rams and the Eagles? Yeah. It's been the longest drought since the team has went, went back-to-back in the Super Bowl. So I think the, the Cowboys did it in 93, like they doubled, like went back to back. Bro, year. how do you know this? What? <laughs> I didn't know you like were a football fan. Dude, I got to study up, bro. But yeah, because yeah. the Seahawks yeah, we, almost did We it. didn't know you were a fan because you usually say two words. What do you mean? Yeah, and you, you, usually, like, you always pick like the best player available in fantasy draft. It ends up working. You pick like the number one guy. I pick the best player available you also in fantasy draft. Money like, coming. Dude, no, you always, want to call like, Jordan you always pick you. the first guy like on the on like on the screen. You always pick him. Yeah. What? I do most years. I usually avoid that the most time. Ask Austin; he knows my drafts. I, I, I don't do that that often, actually. I don't want. I don't want to talk about fantasy right now. You're you're terrible at fantasy. Just for the record, like I wish like some people in uh, you could have a rivalry, but you just don't win at all. So we can't. I made the playoffs three in all three years. Okay. Well, you're trash. I eliminated you in two leagues. Thanks. Yeah, whatever. Um, Storyline number four, um, as we alluded to, the Chiefs can be the first team to go back-to-back since the Patriots, as Roe um, mentioned there. The D Ford play. People are me talking about this. Oh, if it wasn't for the D Ford play, Mahomes could be going for a 3 P. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Uh, Andy Reid and Bruce Arians. I just wrote this down because they're both uh, people with personalities. Wait, Andy Reid? Wait, no, they're, wait, what'd you say? Large people? Large people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, and I feel like, like Andy Reid's like nicer. Like, I don't think he like gets mad. I think Bruce yeah. Arians just like, you know, he, like, yeah, he Bruce Arians just seems like a dick, to be honest. Bruce Arians? He's always a great win, baby. Or, like, for example, like, early in the season, in a regular season game, he's calling out the greatest player of all time. And then he's always throwing shades at Belichick and everything. I don't know. I just feel like he's just like. No, the Brady thing, I think he he made a mistake. I think he, like, learned. No, the thing that really annoyed me with him was, like, up until, like, that, like, Chief, when, up in, like, since the last Chiefs game, like, they changed their philosophy in the second half and the first half. And that's, like, when the season changed, like, the first half, they were just running like, all verticals because, again, they had, like, one of the most talented receiving cores in the history. And they were, like, running, like, all verticals. And then, like, they, like, changed Yeah, I, and Yeah, he, I think Andy Reid, like, has adjusted over time. Like, I think at the beginning, they're running, like, as we just said, a lot of the same offense they were last year. Aaron. And now they're, um, yeah, and now they're going more to uh, um, what Brady wants to do yeah, and what just, fits him better. He was, he was, really, he was really being stubborn. Um, mm-hmm. and and also I'd throw uh, Coach Leftwich in there. Even I'm not sure how much I don't know how much he does. Uh, Byron Leftwich, the OC. Wait, how long has the GM been there? Because I saw like a report saying like they they wanted to draft Brady. What? How Jason Light? How long has he Jason been there? Light is, Jason Light was in the Patriots organization for a while. Um, he Jason Light was there. So they had an old regime with Mark Dominic. That's the uh, one that traded for uh, Darrell Revis, and then uh-huh. Jason Light got brought in. He just like cleaned house. He cut Revis, which is like stupid, but also like I guess he just wanted to do it. He's been there since uh since I think 2013. So okay, no, I don't think he was. It, I, it's I, not worse than the Jets guy who um cut their second round pick or whatever. Yeah, I, I know Jason Light was in the Pats organization though. So yeah, for a while the Pats got Revis there and won a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, on that that was the best team of all time. That team with yeah, and then the other quarterback, Browner. Yeah, Brandon Browner. Even though he like yeah. killed someone a year after, but yeah, or like three years after. Revis Browner, Chung McCordy. That was an underrated second, really underrated did, second. Didn't they have Wilfork too, or was that too late? No, they had Wilfork. He's like old. Gerard Mayo was on that team. Oh yeah, Gerard. Yeah, high t- prime High Tower. Jamie Collins, right? Yeah, yeah Collins, Chandler Jones, Chandler. Uh, Oh, they Ninkovich, Ninkovich. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninkovich was really good. Was was just her- I that's like I like like the Patriots. Like there are some teams I just like liked. Like I like that team, mm-hmm. 20, 20, uh, 14 team. Uh, the team. Uh, yeah, see, it's kind of like how I like the Rockets. What? I, I live know. in I live in New England. No, I said it's kind of like I like the Rockets. Is what I said. I didn't. I wasn't like a Patriots fan. Okay, Bijan. Amazing players, like a stacked team. Patriots. I don't know the Rockets went that stacked, but whatever. Storyline number seven: Brady and Sue because they faced against each other two years ago in the Super Bowl. I just put that down because I remembered it. Um, This one might be important: the Brady versus Mahomes legacy game. This could be a legacy game because. Mm -hmm. They're what two and two all time. Well, yeah, and fifteen years from now, if Mahomes is you know if he doesn't get the career-ending injury that Sam thinks he might, 
and he <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, yeah Sam I don't think he's gonna get a career-ending injury I'm gonna have to disagree with that 10 years is a long time John he doesn't play like that he might like yeah like he can tear an ACL but even that's not a career-ending career injury it's it's the NFL Anything could end his career. Any, any, every single snap, he has equal chance to end his career. Okay, so does I, I don't, I don't necessarily think he's gonna like die or anything. I was just saying, it's hard to tie five hundred million dollars into one player in the NFL just because of how it it's is. Patrick Mahomes, though. Uh, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes until he's like impaired. Beyond, See, if Patrick Mahomes was on the Pats, do you think the Pats would have paid him? I don't know. No. You, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I don't think they would have. The Red Sox pay Mookie Pets. You have to. You know, it's not the Chiefs are not. I, I like. I don't know how much. I don't know how how much longer are Hill and Kelsey and all these boys. As Stephen A. would say, under contract. You know, because then they just. I think they just re-upped. What's his name? Um, I think I think they were going to re-up Tyreek Hill. Like okay, like they, they that's in like discussion. I don't know. They they, they have the caps. But you can go over for to re-sign players. I, I I don't know how they I don't know how they keep it together for you know like John said winning you know a lot of these great quarterbacks have won and it's for a lot of the reason of you know salary cap because the re- let's be honest part of the reason Brady has six rings is because of the pay cuts yeah so, yeah exactly so that's complete I, I I don't know like we can't just like assume even if Mahomes gets this one like it's, it's just with the money fifty million dollars Brady was making fifteen I know the salary cap goes up and stuff but that's you know, that's for say like say like for today, that's like that fifty is like thirty five back like when Brady was making fifty. Let's just say that. That's that's twenty million dollars. You know, that, this isn't the NBA. Twenty million dollars can get you four or five really solid players, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not that's not something to be taken for granted. Yep. So if um so given that this will be used as a as a um point this game will be used as a goat debate point 10 15 years from now if moms keeps doing well but as you mentioned Bijan, with, with you know the pay cuts that might be it might be harder for the chiefs with super bowls but let's say like do we think that do we think that mahomes will need to meet or exceed bring super bowls be considered the goat i don't know N- no because it's the same in other sports it's not like that in in my opinion you know in my opinion, if great, if my opinion, if Mahomes win this games, you know, it's, it helps us. Like I said, I said Mahomes is possibly the most talented. I did not even come close to saying he's the. You can't say he's had like the greatest career. Yeah. Oh no, not Nick even Wright, close. But like Nick Wright said, like, oh, it's gonna if he wins this one, it's close. But then he also Nick Wright said if Brady. He's a Boston hater though. But no, but he also said if Brady wins this one, then it's over. Brady's the goat. So I don't really understand that. If, you're well, going Brady, Brady's 43 and he's playing this 24 year old or whatever. So I think that's how it has to be. Like if Brady loses this, it should not affect his legacy at all. Exactly. And it shouldn't boost, it shouldn't boost Mahomes because he's no, 43. It, it, it could yeah. be Mahomes a little bit, but yeah, I, I think it, it helps Mahomes, you know, I don't know, the Chiefs really haven't had, like usually they, you have to play this insanely tough team to go to the final. Usually like, Actually, in past years, usually the conference final is even harder than the uh, Super Bowl. But and I, I don't think the Bills were like that team this year. That like, were, but um, you know, I think the Bucks team is like a, a really good match for the Chiefs, and I, I think it'll be a close game. They've got you know, there, there's some really positive things like they came out from last game. One, the 
the adjustments the coaching staff made from that week 12 game was a was was quite impressive you know a lot of people say oh the Chiefs took their foot off the gas I don't really like buy into that like they still play the game the Bucks did some really good stuff and the Chiefs have three of their five starring offensive linemen out four out of the five from from last year because that that left tackle who's a COVID doctor or whatever is, is out the whole year so that doesn't count based on this year but you know they got three so I think they, they got three of their five O-linemen out um, from this year. And then, you know, one, one really important key is, you know, can they get pressure with Mahomes with four? And one thing what they were able to do was they did these, these you know, kind of these kind of tricky little, you know, stunts that, you know, Sue and Barrett or Sue and Pierre Paul. Or yeah, like, like Pierre Paul will come up to the middle exactly. and then Sue will like replace him. Yeah, I saw that. Exactly. So ways that they were able to get pressure with four. I remember it was, they were, Chiefs were in the red zone. I think they are at the twenty. And three straight plays, they had Mahomes roll out right, Sue, Sue, there's probably one or two guys, you know, rushing at him, and he had to throw it out of the end zone. You know, that's some stuff. And you're not going to be able to stop the Chiefs. They're probably going to put up, they're going to put up points. You know, we all know this. You know, they'll hit, they'll hit big plays. You know, you've got, it's really not fair because Kelsey, it's hard to, you can't really play zone against Kelsey. You can't really play man against Hill. So it's really, really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, well, what, unless if you put a corner on Kelsey. That might like help a little bit for man. I said you can't. No, 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 I'm saying like, yeah. If you put a corner, like I know Gronk, like Gronk is the greatest player, greatest tight end of all time in my uh, view. And I, but like a lot of like criticism in his career was if he got a corner on him, he would be like shut down. And so like I, I think I would expect the same thing. Maybe to see more corners on uh, Kelsey. are you talking to, but I, I was saying, but if you play, so I didn't say it was impossible to guard Kelsey, man. I said it was impossible to guard Hill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's they're really OP. And Mahomes is obviously the perfect quarterback because he can just make these amazing throws. And, you know, the Carlton Davis thing last game, I went back and I saw this guy, this like weird, this guy who like talks weird, like puts together these film videos. I just want to take a look, see like what, what, what it was like. And Carlton Davis in a few plays got burned. In a few plays, he was playing pretty decent coverage. And, the thing was the safeties are really far off and, you know, normal quarterbacks, you know, the coverage Carlton Davis was playing, he was keeping up with him, but, and or somewhat, he was still out of step one, but you know, most quarterbacks can't make this throw. It's just kind of unfair, but you know, there's, there's some things to be as, as always, there are some things to be, you know, hopeful about as a, as, as a Tampa Bay fan, you know, having, mm-hmm. um, there's a few plays, you know, you gotta, their chiefs are going to have their big plays, you know, you just gotta get to, get to, get to Mahomes, you got to hit him hard, really hit him hard. I mean, that's, that's really important. <laughs> I don't think they're going to let that happen. No, you, you don't, you don't do anything dirty, but you, you try and put him on the ground. That's, that's yeah. the point. You get Sue, 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 I'm hoping won't do anything dirty. You, you know, if, if they see, even like, I'm afraid, even if they see like Sue, like push him, like after the play, I, I think like due to like his past history, they could like call like a 50 yards. I don't yards. think Sue will push him after the play. He's like changed, but like, if he's just like, if he just like, I, I just need them to like, the, the way he gets hit is important. You know, if it's these little scrambles, he just kind of tackles, yeah, whatever. But if, you know, even, at, even if he, after he lets go of the ball and you just, you just hit him hard and then you let go, you don't drill him into the ground, you know, those things can rattle you. And this is football, man. I mean, it's not, it's not a game for everyone. It's not a game for me. You know, it's not a game for, but it's these people, you know, you gotta, you gotta go out there and go out there and, you know, hurt him. Not like, not injure him, not try and injure him, but make him hurt. You know what I mean? All right. There you have it from Bijan and you. And I, I think a key could be like, even like, this sounds really like dirty, but like very first play of the game or like he's scrambling and then a Bucks guy like 
hits them out of balance or like sends a message. And I think that would be like really important. Yeah. So, um, so to even like establish that like mindset or identity. Exactly. Even if there's a flag, that wouldn't make me mad. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think that would be a good thing. Yeah. Coach Bowles wouldn't hate that, you know, gets, gets the, gets a crowd riled up the, the limited crowd, you know, most, you know, it's going to have, they're going to have almost, they're going to have more than a third of the people in the stands. The, the only issue is that it's, I like, I don't know, but are healthcare workers like loud actual fans? I mean, why would they be going to the game if they weren't? Yeah, but like, I, I can't wait. There could be fans, but like, I don't know. I think there are a lot. I don't know. That's my one like question mark. Know, and yeah. obviously, it's not all Chiefs fans, but all Bucks fans. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not all. It'll probably fans. be mostly though, because like, especially yeah. with the travel restrictions. Except for the, co- I know for the workers that um they're doing half and half for the okay. vaccinated. So, mm. but yeah, we'll see. Yep. And uh, yeah, the final storyline gets hit on it. The unstoppable forces of Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill versus the hard-hitting defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, known as the Grave Diggers. Although B. John, it's kind of cringe. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Good, like fifty minutes on the NFL, which is great. Um. Go over to Los NBA here once again. The top two bullet points, as always, Celtics and Nets. Um, Bijan, you want to rant about the Celtics? They lost last night against the San Antonio Spurs. They were up nine points at one point, and in the, in the blink of an eye, they were down by fourteen at the half. The Spurs went on a yeah, yeah. Run. So I, I did. I watched only the second half, but like I just the team just is like a like something about them like, and I don't know if it's like because like this is my first time having like a team like in the finals of the sport and just seeing like how like good you have to be. Just like look at the Celtics. Like all, a lot of the East teams have like issues now. A lot, a lot of uh, the Celtics are nowhere near, in my opinion, uh team to come out the East as of right now. True, but I, what I do think is, you know, they've got so much to get to work on. You know, you can't you're Kemba Walker man. You know, we you you you've got to be our what like you're one of your roles in our team is to be our closer. And you know the yep. play, play before you make a great pass to Tice. Like, you yep. know, you get stripped and then like give up a No, wide. no, that 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 wasn't Kemba. That was J- Jalen Brown who passed it to Tice. No, it was Kemba Walker. Y'all didn't no, know. it wasn't. It was Jalen Brown. No, no, that, the another one was Jalen Brown, but one of them was Kemba. The, like, the play before he got stripped was the Jalen now. That Jalen passed it. There was one like earlier where 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 Tice. Okay. It was like it was towards the end of the game, and like I was just getting mad at Tice all game because like like I said. Well, this. no, actually, I I don't think it. No, I think you're wrong because Tice came in with like three minutes left. And the one dunk he had was from Jalen Brown. I remember it specifically. He had it. Kemba made a pass to him at some point down in the, the fourth quarter. Yes, I no. He didn't like how 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 much time was left? Do you think? Because uh, Tristan Thompson was in that entire like fourth until uh, Tice checked in with the last like four minutes, three minutes left. So Jalen Brown had the one where he went. Kemba's like a bounce pass from like the opposite side of the key, kind of. Jalen's like was like inside. Like I'm remembering a specific play. No, yeah, yeah. no, yep, yep, yep. You know what I'm talking about? Kemba had the- I, I don't remember that Kemba. I know, I know the Jalen. Jalen like drove aggressively. I know. Like, kind of got different. Okay. A different play. But you know, you just simply can't just like turn the ball over like that. And was, was Jeff? And then did you see him flop after he turned it over too? No. He, he like acted like he got hit. It was so annoying. Did Jeff T get hurt? Like, was he playing? He only played like eight minutes. I did see. I didn't watch the first half. Like I said, 
But I know Daniel Tice got benched for most of the game because, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, slowest player in the NBA, dunked on him. Um, and, you know, that's just not okay. Turned the corner on him. He was it, just dunked on him. It's not and okay. it's so annoying. When there's like eight, ten seconds left in the shot clock, Tristan Thompson catches it like in the paint. Yeah. Or like near the paint. You know? He, 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 Tristan Thompson actually did have one good take in the fourth quarter, yeah, which no, mattered. Yeah, yeah. But, but he always like catches it. And then he takes one, a really aggressive dribble and he just hoists it up and misses yeah. like every time. And the thing is, you know, you know, they're not playing Celtics basketball. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a Salbrini thing, you know, it's not, it's a, it's a lot of one-on-ones. It's just isolated. It's not like, yeah, I don't know what this is. Like, I, I, I literally don't, I, like, I, 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 it pains me to watch. This is not, this is not Brad Stevens. This is not a Brad Stevens run team. That's not what we do as a Brad Stevens run team. You know, we move the ball. We play good defense. We do all this stuff. And, is not the team now. It just seems like we have two superstars, one, two, both of them who I really like, but we're all they're just they're just you know dominating. And I don't understand, or they're just the ones getting all the touches. And especially, I, I would like to see Jalen get more down the stretch of touches. You know, I feel like he's deserved that right. I think he's been our best player this year. So, I mean, he's averaging more points than than Tatum, and he's no, I, I don't think he is anymore. Yeah, he is. I know he, I know he was. I don't know, I th- I, it's really close. No, he's averaging like a point and a half more. They're both in the Is top league, I think. But I don't know. I, I I don't know why this like I like I think we have a really good team this year, especially that uh, like we have a good decent role players. Um, but you know, I, I, no, the, the role players aren't consistent. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's true. And no, the thing with the role players is like it's always like another guy. Like like we don't know who's gonna be consistent. It's always some random role player who like steps up. That's why Pritchard Pritchard was the only guy who like role guy who like I trust. Yep. He, like he he probably scored like seven a game, which is solid. Yeah, solid. Because Grant early on, and now Grant's fallen off. Robert Williams, you know, he had COVID. He's come back. He's I'll I'll let him have. He played well yesterday. He had a bunch of nice rebounds. He, Robert Williams had COVID. Yeah, he yeah. Did. Uh, um, okay. he did. Yeah, what happened to Grant? Grant like doesn't even play anymore. Yeah, yeah he played yesterday in the fourth quarter. I don't understand. I I, just, I don't know. If, one thing I did like from Brad Stevens, which we don't normally see. Is like these like uh, like these creative like defenses, which is what they did. To oh yeah, the zone, yeah, the zone worked. Yeah, that, exactly. I I I Bryce Hughes isn't normally a type of person to do that stuff, so I like that. Big credit to him. Um, just the inconsistency of the team, you know. I just it's starting to drive me crazy, and it, and what it comes down to is a team that's inconsistent, you know, is often going to be because of this isolation. If you move the ball, you you know you get yeah. your shots, but if you're I, either like the players going or not, and you know, someone okay. So Tatum and Brown play most of their quarter. Their isolation, their one-on-one stuff. You know, they get a rhythm. They come back in with four or five minutes, or they come back in in the fourth quarter after sitting out half of it. You know, it's not they don't they don't have a rhythm, so it's a big it's kind of annoying. Well, Tatum Tatum had some good plays in the in the third quarter. Yeah, he had a, mm-hmm. even in the fourth. In the fourth, we were down six, ninety-five, eighty-nine. He had, drove on Lonnie Walker, strong left-hand layup, a layup that normally John he normally misses, but he finished it. And okay, then, cool. He, he, uh, NBA player made a layup. A contested layup. Might I, uh, <laughs> okay, good. I, a 6'11 six, a six, uh, six NBA, NBA player made a layup. That's impressive. Well, I'm saying because he usually misses that, and so he made it. Um, then he had the spin move, the N1, and then he had the, the collectible finish over Pirtle. And that got us like a one-point game. My problem was also... Oh, yeah, that was a good move over Pirtle. Yeah. And, and then also just like to be... Yeah. the basketball just not happening. Why are we? They're not fun to watch, you know. You should, you know, 
You know, remember the, the first Kyrie, like the first in the IT team. You know, I really like oh, no, that, that. I think that was the funnest team that ever watched. Like at a, at a, I, a team that's super underrated is um Kyrie's first year, the year Gordon Hayward got hurt. That team was I love that team. Um, yeah, because no one was toxic. Even no one's toxic on this team. They just don't play. In my opinion, they don't play good basketball. Yeah, that's true. That's right. There's no toxic. There wasn't anyone. Toxic. No, but like I think one of the big critiques, like the Kyrie team, is that like there's a lot of toxic, like just no, like vibes. Kyrie, Kyrie's first year. I'm talking about. No, I know. I'm saying no one was toxic to really play in Kyrie's fir- first year. Exactly. After like, like for the playoff run, I think that was the best. Like, I don't know. That was a great time to be a Celtics fan. Uh, and, no, but even, uh, you know, even a whole year. I remember they had a game down in Dallas that year. Where you know they're down like 14, 15 with six minutes left. This was on, I remember they went they won sixteen in a row, and they're oh down, yep, yep. And this was in the midst of that. They're in Dallas, and there's some Marcus Smart making these huge you know diving out of bounds. He saves it back. Kyrie hits a three. You know I I just don't get that same like that same joy. You know that same excitement. That same mm. energy from the team as I as I did then. I know I and and I know it was. I mean those hard playing teams. You know it was a bit spoiling. Because you know, I don't think a lot of teams played like that. But it's just like like to get. I'd like to get back to that. Um, I it, yeah yeah mm-hmm. frustrating and like Calvin Johnson just being able to get buckets on us was something. Our defense is awful. Hey, no, he's he's actually pretty good. Calvin I know Johnson. he is, but I can't stand like a team that has bad defense. I can't stand watching teams that play bad defense in NBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing from the thing from last night that stood out to me that sort of showed an identity crisis, I think, um, interesting on the, on the Celtics is like down the stretch, you got Kemba Walker taking the ball from the top of the key and he's the one who's going to, who's going to start your last play. And of course the ball gets stripped from him and the, the other team scores. But when you have two of the top, five scores in the league or seven or whatever they are. Um, Brown at 27.1 Tatum at 26.5. Like those have to be your guys. And so that's why like ever since Kemba has gone to that team with these two established stars and Brown and Tatum, he is really just out of place because you don't need a score. Like a you ball, need a facilitator. A ball dominant score. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's, that's why I say Lonzo ball, even though you guys disagree, but well, no, I, I don't think Lonzo because he's not good enough in the half No, I wish he he's improved the shot. I wish the Celtics had like Gordon Hayward as their point guard and not Kemba. That'd be nice. Uh, I mean, Hayward Hayward's also a scorer. I like the Celtics are like probably one of the teams in the league that would benefit the most from a guy like Rondo. No, or Drew Holiday. Like, what if they had Drew or Holiday? Right. Yeah, Drew Holiday would be real good. That'd be like really good. Or they like the thing is like. You still want someone who can get it, but like someone that's it, it's not their whole play style. Um, someone who yeah. can get someone who can get buckets, but that's why like Gordon Hayward, like you know him without Kemba. You know, imagine Gordon Hayward. Like you can technically start him at like the at the two, like but he he can be like your 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 de facto point guard. You know, especially on the offensive end, defense is not he's not quick enough to guard point guards. But um, no, he sucks on defense. I, I just said he's not quick enough to guard point guards. No, and he's not quick enough to guard anyone. That's not true. Not anymore. Like, he used to be pretty good at the defense. He's, he's a great player. He's averaging 25 this year on 50, 51% shooting. That's not what we need from him if he was I, I didn't say that his offense wasn't good. I was arguing his defense. Okay. But, like, yeah, 
true, but whatever. Like the point is the like the Celtics won't ever really be able to win with this roster because like if the isolation's not working, there's nothing that they can go to. And that's why a lot of times like you'll see this offense dry up and become stagnant. Um, because there's no sort of alternative. Like if your best player is not hitting his shots and Brown's not hitting and Tatum's not hitting his shots, um, then like there's nothing else they can do except for keep trying to get out of it. Like there's no point guard that can run an offense or drive and kick. There's none of that. It's all isolation. Damn. Hey, but to your point, like I feel like you can say that with every team in the league. Oh, if your star players aren't making shots, you're in a tough spot. And here's the thing. Pritchard, when he comes back, He's a guy where you set the double screens around the top of the key and you can work your offense through that. And also, you know, reverse action is always a Brad Steven staple. But, like, why can't we just hone philosophy, do better, not do different? Why don't we just not have Campbell in those situations, right? We have well, to- I think there's, I think the isolation model is so, like, clearly, like, it's so flawed. Like, you look at Houston's a perfect example. Like, the roster they set up could not have been more perfect for isolation and they never got. Mm-hmm. They never got over the hump. Like for me, I look at it. They should have. They should have. Like these teams like Denver that are built around a a playmaker or like the Lakers for like, this is how LeBron's built to his like empire by by moving the ball. Like by having these options of being a playmaking first team, it's just like how bas- like basketball was not made for one player to score all your points or two players to score all your points. Like it was made, you should pass it around, you know? But look at the Warriors. Well, the I Warriors mean, are that's what, a perfect what do you mean? passing team. Yeah, the the Clay Warriors Thompson, are the definition Clay of Thompson will put up twenty three a night on ten dribbles. Able to pass, you know, Tatum's a good passer. Brown's getting there. You know, Kemba. Yeah, we're not saying we're not saying they're not good passers. We're saying they just don't do it. They don't exactly. And so when you guys talk about like the IT teams, the thing that's changed from now to then, like Brown and Tatum have gotten like so much better that it makes sense that they have egos now, but that's, that's the difference. Like that everyone has egos now and they're trying to do it for themselves. They're not really having that. I think Austin, you call it the junkyard dog mentality, like trying to build a name for all of them. They don't have that. It's actually Zach Randolph. And so they've sort of lost the edge that I think won them a ton of games. Like you look in 2016, they, they weren't always the better team, but they found a way to get it done. Just that like mindset. Right. And Stevens, I think that's why he looks so good is he had his team playing like a college team more than an, more than an NBA team. But I guess, but like, I mean, it's natural. If you're, but if that can only go so far. That's the thing with that. Exactly. You need to, you need to have talent and have that mentality. Right. But Bijan, I think that's why, like you point out Kyrie's first year. I think that's why that's the best year because they still had that and they added a star. And like, we sort of remember that poorly because of how Kyrie turned out to and like what he decided to say after the fact. But I think you're right. And that was the best year really for the Celtics. You know, they had that com- last, combination last of star year. power. But last year too, they were a good team last year. Very good team. Yeah. Last. No, c- come on. Last year, but clearly they weren't because in a easy Eastern conference, they couldn't even make it out. John, shut up. You can't just... You what are you talking about? You can't say that the, Miami, the the Miami Heat were a fake Eastern Conference winning team last year. You can't say that. They beat your... The East were game. overall easy, though. Look, man. I agree with you guys. No, the East has gotten like 150% better. You're going to have to go through a, a re-upped, motivated, amazing Bucks team. You're going to have to go through the Nets, who is a huge question mark. But like... I, I still would pick the Nets. And then I've been high on this team forever. The 76ers, they look they great can, too. They can beat the Sixers. 
Uh, like I, I would, know. I hope not, so. But not I don't, with how Embiid's playing. They, yeah, not, they, who's they gonna guard Embiid? They need to make changes, but also in the, the two games we played them, they're both relatively close games, and we didn't have Jason Tatum. Yeah, I, I'm not really judging the game this year, but I'm just saying in general, the 76 76ers look good. Yeah, they do, but I still think that we owned them in the in the playoffs. Like we have, yeah, them. we usually do. Yep. Okay. Both. I, they they need they need some sort of we can't have three undersized big men like I, I don't understand this philosophy. Yeah, it, the, why do we have an undersized point guard and three undersized big men? I just like don't. Get the, the undersized point, point guard that doesn't that's I mean that's fine. The understore the undersized big men. Why do we have why are all three of our big men? Like, well, well we have two undersized guards and like really the only other team that does Who's that is uh, Toronto. Smart. Smart's not undersized. Yes, he is. What six three? No, he's not. Yeah, he's to have a five eleven and a six three guy in your front court. That no, is what six three two twenty. He's like yes, one of the is. best defenders in the league. It's not, don't worry about height. It doesn't matter. He's still undersized. So he's my smart my height, and he's got like sixty pounds on me. Like what? You can't say that's undersized. What? He's undersized for the a lot of that shooting guards are six. Yeah, but Bijan's right. He's he's like. So what? He's undersized. That like he's the matter. best. He's the best defender, and he gets boards. So it doesn't even matter. Okay, but I'm I'm saying like the Raptors, for example. A lot of people were high on them. They were undersized. They were, and when push comes to shove, I think that really undersized hurt them. They also Pascal Siakam who couldn't, couldn't make a bucket on Semi Ojale. Oh uh, yeah, I wonder who said that. I wonder who said that was going to happen. But like, yeah, the- how's Siakam this year? Bum. Uh, but um. <laughs> Uh, you know, just overall, I think when push comes to shove, uh, the Celtics are going to really struggle in the playoffs when you're going up against guys like Ben Simmons and these like huge guys, and you have Marcus Smart and Marcus Walker. Smart's height is not an issue. You can say Campbell yeah. Walker's height <laughs> is an issue. No, I Mark- think it will be an issue. Plus, John, the concern on the 76ers is not Simmons, it's Embiid who's playing like an MVP this year. Yes. Yes. But what are the, what are the six nine ten. bigs going to do to Embiid? Yeah, the six. Why do we have like three six nine bigs? Like we have like Robert Williams. Like Robert Williams, that like Tristan Thompson is like so small compared to Embiid. And Tice is Tice. Last year, at least we had Cantor, who even though like he was like couldn't move, he was still like fat. Yeah, he could defend him. In the he's post, not fat. What? No, he, he was fat. Come on, what? he was kind of fat. Have you seen what? him? And his Cantor not fat. He's not fat. He was, yeah, he was he was he was he was big. He was not fat, John. Come on. And his cancer is I not fat. <laughs> he's, he's like really has a six pack. I would describe him as a big boy. Yeah, he's a big boy, <laughs> not fat. No. Well, okay, so would you say Jordan's fat or is Jordan a big boy? I'm not gonna, that's so <laughs> mean. Like I'm not saying that. Okay, so clearly you don't think he's a big boy from that answer, but John, again, if I Google Ennis Canner fat <laughs> It says he lost a ton of fat in 2017. And it says he's 5.9 body fat. <laughs> no, I just, I think over it. He, he looks fat. Okay. I, 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 this shouldn't be a man. He's not fat. Yeah. He's, can we move on? What? I, I saw TikTok on this and, you know, John talked about this. I talked about this. My dad talked about this. You know, a Nikola Vucevic would be a really, really tremendous fit on Boston. You know, with, with <laughs> what? what? I'm just laughing. No, no, I know. I, yeah. Comments from Yeah, it'd be a good pickup. I mean, that, that would, that would make them, you know, I don't know what you Yeah, the only way that's going to happen, though, is if we give up smart. That's not even true. They're not going to, why would Orlando accept a trade for just bum picks that are like from the, like, in the 20s? They will. 
I don't know. They, they don't want to take on like salary. They thought they could be like better. They they're just average. They're not going anywhere with Vooch. They've been Vooch. average forever. So like, why would they just change all the? Well, no, all they had that good. They had a good start this year, but then Fultz went down. Exactly. They start out amazing every single year. It's like crazy. Yeah, you know their team. Their team, I just think, needs to kind of start over. You know, they've had yeah, they need to change. Nice. It's a nice, like, it's nice that they're able to, like, not nice that they didn't tank. You know, they were they were competitive for somewhat competitive for two years, but you know, there's not really a point in that. And you know, trade Vooch, get you know, I'll give you Rome. I'll give you like some of our younger like Romeo. I'll give you why why would Orlando do that when they can just go to another team and get okay? What team? What team? What team that has money? Um, there's a lot of other teams that have better younger assets. What team? All right, do you want me to look up teams with cap space? Uh, well, so they not just cap space. You need to send players back. It's just no. It's not like the NFL. You have to send. You have to send someone. And the Celtics don't have to do this because yes, I know you have to match the contract. Um, okay. For example, like a team like the Knicks, I think they could just package a lot of players. Why would the Knicks do that to Mitchell Robinson? I don't. Why would the Knicks do that? The Knicks won't trade for Charlotte. Charlotte. Why would Charlotte do that? Stop Why saying all these young teams. Char- Charlotte's pushing to make the playoffs. A young team wouldn't do that. They're not going to trade for Vucevic wait, 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 just to make the playoffs. Wait, wait, wait. Charlotte Hayward, what outrageous contract. Well, well, what, can Charlotte, what can Charlotte give up that matches the contract of Vooch? Uh, Bichon, you can put players together to match it. Not, not players you might want to give up. Who? Okay, let me go to Charlotte Payroll. Um, if Terry Rozier, why would why would they want to take on Terry Rozier's salary? Yeah, so they would give up Terry Rozier. Okay, okay number one, mm-hmm. if they give up, they give Terry Rozier, Cody Zeller, and picks, and like probably Malik Monk, maybe PJ Washington. They wouldn't want maybe, a twenty million dollar con. They would want they'd want to unload cat sick. They would want Malik Monk. They would want PJ Washington. They would want guys like Miles Bridges. They would want guys Monk? like Devontae Graham. They don't want Malik Monk. You're not, you're not, also, you're not just gutting your entire roster for Vooch. You have a pretty... They're not. I didn't say that. I'm saying some of these players would be Mentioned involved. all these players. So, like, the Celtics aren't, like... The shit assets they're willing to give up all right, aren't whatever. Like, appealing to anyone. Let's, Let's just go to the next topic. This is a wormhole. Yeah. Romeo fucking Langford, who can't shoot, is appealing. I feel like we mentioned the word Romeo Langford almost every podcast, even though it's never designed to talk about Romeo Langford. I, th- I just... We're elite at doing that. All right. Yeah, because he can't stay healthy. He's just like not good. But he broke the nets. I I've somehow become the nets apologist in the group chat. I don't know, why, <laughs> but that's the way. Um, I'm not gonna apologize for the fact that their defense right now sucks and their bench sucks. Um, because they've been playing some dude named Perry off the bench. Bruno Cabello. Oh, no, he's not even on the team. Bring, like Larry Bum Shamit's getting some DNP coaches decisions. Yeah, well, Landry Shamit was like good. What happened to him? Just, so he was my guy, but he's terrible now. So um, I hate him. The French dude has been playing way too many minutes for them. DLC, Way Calbaru, whatever his name is. DLC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cabr- yep, yep. The t- Timone. Timothy Loabu Cabarro. Yeah. Yes, we go to Bijan for all the pronunciations. Um, but here's the thing, spin zone. Your your bench is gonna suck when you. Why are you defending the Nets? Like, I thought you were better than this. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in the shtick, Bijan. Um, they can patch together. They can patch together some of these minutes now. Um, am I concerned that Harden is taking all these last shots? Well, and I'd rather have it be Durant. Yeah, but I mean, it's not- they're gonna explode. I guarantee they're gonna lose a close game and they're gonna explode. I called this like you can't take credit for my take. Bijan, 
It's not happened yet. You can't take credit for something that hasn't happened yet. No, I'm saying John will do that. He'll be like, I called it. No, I called it first. I called it first. Okay, well, I would still have called it. <laughs> okay. Kind of like how you called Pascal Siakam doing really well last you year. Called, in the you, called Tampa, you called Tampa Bay a fake team. So They are. They are a fake team. What? They're in the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. They can still be a fake team. I, what? What? No, I don't can. know what that means. John, you're... Okay, you, you, you compared them to the Clippers. Obviously, they're not the Clippers because they've made the, not only the NFC title game, but they've made the Super Bowl. And they, have, they have like the GOAT. Yeah, they, they have a stack of roster. Like, it, I don't, they, the, their talent like, got them there. But like, they, they, it's not like they've played well in like really any of these games. Anyway, anyway, back to the Nets. Um, Harden, you know, he, he had 15 assists last night against the Hawks. So he's been really good at getting a... Wait, did they win that in overtime? Yeah, they won it over time. 118. Um, they've given up 120 plus points in uh, four of their last six games. Again, their defense is very bad. Um, Kyrie is making some nice shots in overtime. Um, and then Durant had the they got they finally got the memo just get the ball to Durant when you need a bucket. And he drove past um one of the wings on uh, Atlanta for the dunk, the rare like almost borderline dagger dunk uh, on off of a drive. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if the Nets are the, the four seed. I think there's still a to be determined with them. You mean that fake Alfred and Kyrie? The Utah Jazz have won ten straight basketball games, and it seems like they're being overlooked. They're now the one seed in the Western Conference. That's right. Not the Lakers, not the Clippers, but the Jazz of Utah are the one seed. Um, they're top three in the league in both offense, offense and defense. They beat a team. They beat a Mavs with Luca and Porzingis both playing, and they were without Donovan Mitchell, and they were up by twenty five points before it was garbage time. That's very, very impressive. Martin turning into like a six man of the year already. He's just getting buckets for them, and they just got guys who are stepping up. So that's all I have on the Utah Jazz right now, but they're definitely worth mentioning. Yeah, first round exit. Excuse me. Really? I said first round exit. For the Utah Jazz? Yes. Okay. Really? It's not like that hard of a take, Austin. I know. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 they, uh, it depends. Like, like, elaborate? They're like, I don't know. They're like a decent, like, I don't know. There's like, what's you talented? Bogdanovich sucks this year. Um, Like, they don't really have anyone else. Like, they've obviously Mitchell. It's not like, um, it's not like, uh, what's his name's going to do well? It's not like Gobert is going to do well on his on his own. Pretty Gobert. What do you mean on his own? He has Don, Donovan Mitchell is the best player on the team. What? No, I know, but like it's not like Gobert can like score like by himself. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just the wrong matchup. First round exit. Maybe it's. I mean, I, I mean, are they going to beat the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, um, uh, 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 Dallas, um, Blazers? I mean, are, are they better than these teams to you? They're not to me. So. No, they'd be Dallas. I think they'd be Dallas. They're better than Dallas. What? No, I don't think they would be Dallas in the playoffs. I think Luka is really regressed. Like he cannot shoot the three this year. Yeah, that's probably the most overrated team right now in the NBA. I think the Utah Jazz is probably one of the more underrated teams. I think the yeah. Jazz are one of the. I know. I agree. We also have like this. I, I like. I think they're an underrated regular season team. But like, how are they going to do well? Like in the playoffs when like. I, I just yeah. don't. They're obviously not built to like beat other teams yeah, in the playoffs. Mike, I feel like the centered guys in the Utah Jazz have really been together, especially like Gobert and Mitchell. 
they've had like a lot of experience together. And I think Mitchell is like obviously their best player. I think he's ready to take a step up. They're still really young. I mean, Gobert's probably the most experienced. Like I guess Conley's more experienced, but like I feel like Donovan Mitchell's got the experience he needs to like take them in the playoffs. So like, yeah, they got they got take them far in the playoffs or just take them to the playoffs. Like, like second round. round. I mean, they've okay. only played like less games this season, but they're looking like really good. Especially yeah, like if if there's fans by the playoffs time, I can see the Jazz winning a first round series because they they're yeah, because their fans are yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like their fans are like terrible people, but like we've been over this before. But yeah, they're uh, they're good fans. Yeah, Bijan. I know Bijan randomly texted me the other day about uh, like a San Francisco 49ers home game on a Thursday night when it's still daylight out. So Bijan, Bijan, nothing like nothing like a 10:30 p.m. Utah Jazz first round game with the just screaming at Westbrook and Westbrook Rock, like against the Rockets or, or Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> also, the nice one is just like the Blazers at like 10:30. Just like what, like first few shots, like Lillard hits a deep three. You know, they're still yeah. kind of smoke in the air. You know, yeah. it's just like Lillard. Or like McCollum will hit like a step like like uh behind the back and he's before mm-hmm. like you know just right as and the, another they cut right yeah, into the game like yeah not to switch topics but another really noticeable thing uh, here is the Suns they've lost what four straight three straight or maybe four straight. no no Booker though oh what's wrong with Booker I didn't even know that to be fair John they did lose two of those games in like double overtime to the Nuggets back to back nights so. Oh. Go either way, but yes, still your point um, stands. They have been struggling with it. How about Deshaun Watson? He re- officially requested a trade. Yeah, we all know this is happening. No, I know, but like, should, is it, is it a topic to be discussed? The Nets? Is that like a thing now? Because we're talking about like Nets defense. I feel like Drummond can really pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Drummond on the Nets? Yeah. How could they get Drummond with his $30 million salary? Trade Kyrie. <laughs> Unless if you, you – yeah, and that, that's impossible without trading one of the big three. What, Ro? All right. So what a, what a question for the room. What a, what, a, what a package for like Drummond and Garland for like a Harden makes sense or no? No. What? No, they wouldn't do that. And isn't there a clause you can't like trade up like – can you oh yeah, um, sixty. Yeah, days. it's the stupidest rule ever. That's so pointless because like you can't like floss, like put players then you have to like wait and it's, it's like stupid. But I guess like I don't know. I don't know the purpose of that. How about how about the Rockets though? What, what about the Rockets, Rafa- Sam? Raphael Raphael Stone should be executive of the year. What he's done is incredible. Oh my god, no! They're not even good. They're in like thirteenth. Because John. This is the. F- Do you understand how much this team has changed since no, the beginning they, of the season? I think yeah, but they don't have like a good future. Uh, John, John, just think of the. Condi- no, they do. That's the thing. That's no, the they don't. They have so many they, picks. They, dude, they got all these picks and no, they just I, I, stole I, I, Kevin yeah, Porter the, Jr. for a second round pick. That's top I understand. Okay, protected. Kevin Porter is gonna. He's gonna be kicked out of the league pretty soon. No. He's not gonna. No, he's not. His problem. You know is the, like, Oh my god! You know the like things on Kevin Porter Jr. Like he's like. He had trouble in college, like off the field. Um, he's just like has all off the field incidents off the court. So did um, so did uh, Travis Kelsey. No, it wasn't as exactly. bad. But Travis Kelsey never punched. Never Travis Kelsey never quote unquote cut, uh, or allegedly punched a woman in the face 
and grabbed her hair and shoved her to the uh, ground. Yeah, but his teammate Tyreek Hill did that. <laughs> yeah, but and this kid, also ty- John, this kid's only twenty. Okay, but yeah, I understand. I understand. Like he has a good amount of potential, but we're comparing Tyreek Hill, who's already a solidified star, uh, compared to someone like, for example, like Kareem Hunt was amazing, but once that came out, like his career was kind of halted. That was stupid. How is that stupid, Bijan? Shouldn't have been cut. How? How is Tyree Kill cut not like cut for what uh, he did? Hunt because he's a, he's too good. Wait, how was Tyree Kill suspended for four games? Kareem Kareem Hunt was as good as Tyree Kill was when they both had their incidents. No, it wasn't. Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt's incidents weren't nearly as bad. Like Kareem Hunt was like the yes, best it was. running no, back it wasn't. in the league. He he was like top four in the league. Kareem Hunt kicked a girl. Yeah, for a good reason. Tyreek Hill punched his oh, girl in the stomach when she was pregnant. Way worse. Yeah, okay, but like he, we're talking about someone random to a like girlfriend. Yeah, she called him like the N word or something. I don't even know. No, oh my yeah, god, she that's, did. That's, all right, you want to believe that bullshit? Like I do believe it actually. But getting back to the Rockets, John. Not only are they good, like honestly, I think they'll be a competitive team this year. I would be based on the way Demarcus made the playoffs. Based on the way Demarcus Cousins played these past two games, I, Demarcus oh, he had one good game with a lot of stats, but like yeah, they've that, got they've got Wood Cousins and last game Wood Cousins Eric Wall Cousins Oladipo, sucks. Eric, John his la- okay I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the stats for you. He had one yeah, okay read me besides his last two good games I want to read like the, he I'm saying he's la- even- John John the thing with this team is that their best three players are coming off of injuries. Except for Wood, what what is there? What is I mean? Cousins isn't in their top three. Wood is probably no, 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 no. Three of their top four, I would say. I'm gonna put Cousins over Gordon. Oladipo played, and Oladipo and Wall are still gelling. But the thing, the thing about the Rockets is the team has changed so much, and especially without a camp, like you won't know how good they are until mid-season. Yeah. But just from what I see, like this team is so deep. Like all of the pickups this offseason, Wood, Wall, Cousins, even like Brown from the Bucks has been really good. I wish David no- Wood, Stern Brown, David Nwaba from uh, the Bulls. Like these are solid role players, and so this team, I think, we'll see this happen. I think this team will end up being like a five seed, even you no know, make a push. I think so. And with all these picks, this team's going to be competitive for like the next decade. Mm-hmm. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Yeah, I mean, let's see if what happens with the Nets, um, their picks. That's right. what it really comes down to. Right. You know, Oladipo for Harden isn't really anything, but as long as they draft well, they should get yeah. – yeah, so it should be interesting. Especially since they might make uh, high schoolers eligible to go right oh, into yeah, the by, yeah. by 26 or something. Yep. The Nets have a like kind of like the Celtics when they traded like Pierce. Like this is they have the ability to compete and possibly still, you know, because the Nets went all in back then. It didn't work out. Let's see if this works out. If I would, if oh my gosh, if I were a Nets fan, I'd kill myself. This is terrible. I would be ecstatic if I were a Nets fan. What? They, John, they were so bad for all this time, and they finally get a, like a competitive roster, a really deep roster, and they trade away their whole future again for three guys basically 30 and above all only with two years under contract but like, remember remember they still they still have Dinwiddie they didn't even have to give up Dinwiddie right Dinwiddie so they have Dinwiddie next year free agency John if you think he's staying well I'm just saying I like 
I don't know if they like somehow can like get Dinwiddie. They still have like a good. They would have Dinwiddie, Harden, Kyrie, Joe Harris, Durant. So like they still have a lot of pieces. And I would just be overall optimistic if I were them. Damn, I, what are you optimistic for? The potential uh, that you have three. You have no no debate. You have two top seven players in the league. Uh, and you know, yeah, you okay. Have, so, John, John, the other team with two top seven players in the league is also eleven guys deep. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say they were better than the Lakers. I, I still right. think the Lakers. But right, like, but like, if I'm a Nets fan, I'm I'm seeing my my team's full potential. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing two guys who are only get, like their top three guys are only getting worse. They're not going to get better. Okay. Is that wrong? I don't know. Like, I think the move honestly helped them probably more to come out of the East, but I don't know about the finals, but I don't know. Because like, I don't know who's going to guard AD. AD hasn't been looking good, uh, but who's going to guard AD in the finals? Jeff Green, really? DeAndre Jordan? Well, Jeff Green has been their closing five. Kevin Durant, I mean. They're not going to put Durant on AD. I'll be very surprised if they did that. Then who guards LeBron? I don't know, but you got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, even within the East, how do they stop Embiid? Yeah, yeah, even even guys like Ben Simmons, who's going to guard Ben Simmons? Right. So to me, like the trade does not make them more competitive in the East; makes it harder for them. Like I really don't understand no, why they would do that. I don't know, John. I think they they match up fine with the Bucks. I think it was terrible. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, they can't really match up with anyone on defense. And, and they, they lose I, I, don't, I don't think the issue was Harden. I, I thought honestly, well, who did they? I think the Jared Allen loss is really, really going to hurt their defense. But oh, um, Levert, Prince, yeah, Prince was fine. Like Levert was like your, <laughs> all the all the role players, basically. But no, besides Allen, who who else did they lose? They lost Prince, who's Levert okay. and Prince. Prince can play defense. Yeah, but you're basically swapping Levert for Harden. I don't, I don't know. No. That's what well, that's basically what they did. I like the Jared Allen. I don't know like how that like. How did that even happen? Like he basically got, got traded for nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. The Celtics need to trade for Javale McGee. Why, we don't need more mediocre centers. Javale McGee's like seven two. Your center is the point. Javale McGee is not seven two. Like seven one. Our our tallest big man is six nine. Yeah, that's not acceptable. No, I know. Yeah, that's gonna be an issue. Oh yeah, it is. Unacceptable. They should. They need. They need Baron Baines. They, they need someone. You know, it's yeah, unacceptable. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. They no. need Nikola Vucevic type. <laughs> but like, okay, yeah. John, my new take is that I don't think Sawyer's going to the league anymore. Yeah, he's not going to the league. What do you mean? He's not just going to the league. He's like, he's oh. average like he's averaging like twenty eight. What made you change? Can't beat Boston Latin at home, really. <laughs> Really? Uh, <laughs> you lost the bowl line. You lost, to, you lost to the kids that Anthony started a fight with in the tunnel? Yeah. You lost to Bola? Oh, I remember that. Uh, Anthony started clapping and then Gilbert comes in. Gilbert's like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't have my future NBA prospect losing to Boston. Like, like, the fact that you think he's better than like a single NBA player is just like, so delusional and disrespectful to like the amount of work it takes in the NBA. John, who do you think he's better than in the NBA? He's better than Poirier. No, okay, no. Here's the thing. Oh no, he's here's better the thing. Than Poirier. Poirier can no way and fuck guard him. That's just like a fact. I'm sorry. It's a Poirier, Poirier can not guard. 
Poirier, is it because why? you can't what, guard in what, him? In what way? No one can guard him. a grown man. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who's that French guy? Uh, yeah, that's a different – that kid's like the next Giannis. No, he's uh, he's 16 and he's got buckets on uh, Gobert, who's considered like one of the best players in the world. This Poirier is not that 16-year-old phenom. <laughs> no, I understand that, but I think it's a similar comparison. Like him to Poirier is kind of similar to that guy to Gobert. No. No. Oh, yep. oh my God. Just because like he's beat him in like a – it's not – NBA is not like a one-on-one or two-on-two. I don't know that. I'm just saying. I don't know how Poirier would I, just body Poirier would body him. He okay. Well, uh, Sawyer's taller than him. Uh, Probably, uh, Poirier's seven one. So he's seven one too. Okay. Right, Poirier. I, I, I didn't think Poirier was seven one. That kid Sawyer. He's like skinny. skinny. He's faster. Sawyer's definitely faster. Sawyer's really seven one. What? Yeah, he grew. Okay, but we're also we're, again we're not playing like a one on one like. You know, we're you know we're playing we're playing five and five. Sawyer wouldn't be able to do anything in the NBA. He'd just like stand there, catch the ball, and get blocked. What do you mean? He can shoot threes. Or he'd just get blocked because he's like bad. Hey, John, what? John, John, stop jerking him off. All right, just calm. All right, well, well Austin, 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 no, no, no. You said the same thing. So, so before, okay, Bijan, before we played Acton, there's this kid Doherty, and Austin was saying how he sucked for so long and how he's so overrated. And how he would take the kid on Sebri over him. The kid shot seven for seven from three. He's like, and deep three, six, eight. He hit two threes in Austin's mouth. And he's like, he caught like four lobs over me too. And like, and Austin said he was, he was just going to suck. He had a good game. He had a good game. Okay. So would you like to re, retract your shit statement about, yeah, he's not good? Okay. He's, he's, he's a good talent. I'll say that. Oh, oh no. Okay. So, okay. All right. Well, you know, progress. Um, and it's not like those lobs were dunks, by the way. So uh, yeah, I know. But um, are we done with the NBA here? I think we did another like forty-five minutes on that, which was nice. Um, yeah, are we ready? I think we're ready for our least favorite part of the part of the week. All right, so we're gonna do the annual, the weekly tradition of skipping Jason Smith, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is going to be like an hour and 45 minute episode. And we're like, sorry, no time for Jason Smith. Um, it's too bad. Yeah. He used to be a teammate Austin on our team. All right. No, he was never on your team. Yeah, he was. He was on my team. No, he was on my team for a year. Was he ever on our team? Oh, he was on your team. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Weekly college basketball update. Everybody's least segment of the week. Um, how many undefeated teams are left? Four. Three. I'm always one off. Uh, three. The answer, five. Oh, fuck. Five. Only one drop from last week. I don't even know who it was, but... Brooke Yassin. But um, Baylor survived. Stillwater, Oklahoma State, that was. Baylor continues to roll. Or, excuse me, Gonzaga continues to roll. Um, and Drake Drake came back from, like, 14 down. So they're, they're men undefeated and Winthrop still undefeated. And then, um, like, Alabama and AM. they haven't played in, like, a month. They're still undefeated. Yeah. All right. That's your show, ladies and gentlemen. That's um. That's in the board's episode eighty six for you. Next week we're gonna do a hybrid situation from Zoom and also WIQH because it'll be the last day before we are done serving our quarantine. So there's that. Mm. So for uh, Sam Coxstein, Rohit D'Souza, Bijan Shreve, John Boyle, I'm Austin Barrett. 
And there's no John Denver this week. So thank you for listening. So when sub, get on Xbox. <laughs>